Nobody thinks about like two old people having sex. That's gross. What? What? What is going on here? <laughs> we're, we're, we're this is this. this is different. What are we? Now doing? we're just choosing the lesser of two evils. Oh wait, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> now you definitely have to edit. Now. You are now listening to Not Safe for Church, a Pewology podcast original series. Are we airing this? We are back, and today, uh, gathering to talk about. Um, our topic is my brother from another mother, Juan, mm-hmm. and Mikey Mike, and Frank the Tank. And so this is our group today. And we continue um, to take some time and talk through the issue of sexuality, specifically homosexuality, how it relates to faith, theology, the local church. Um, and so let's Let's pick up a little bit where we left off last week, and we're going to bring Mike back into the discussion we had last week because he wasn't with us last week. So, Mike, we asked the question last week in the middle of this thing, talking about the emotionality that surrounds it. We said, if you have a gay child, Mm. would you go to the wedding? No. (laughs) Mike is out. Absolutely not. He's out. No way. Okay. Um, And what was the thinking behind that? Like. There is no way I'm going to support that. Okay. I cannot condone, support someone making a commitment to constantly sin for the rest of their life. Okay. No matter who it is. It doesn't matter if it's my child. I mean, I'm a man of God. I'm the light, and I'm trying to, you know, raise my child in that, you know. And if they choose a different route, then, you know, they're denying that. Yeah. So I can't be part of that. No What I think one of the things that, we struggled with last week was what if that means um, the real death of a relationship there? What if it means that there's going to be real, real separation? It is what it is. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you just got to accept that. I mean, I'm not looking to totally sever the relationship, but that's, if that's where it goes and that's where it goes, you know, I mean, I look at when, when Jesus says, you know, he who loves son and daughter more than me is not even worthy of me. You know, so I think that going to a, you know, celebrating you getting together with the same sex and living in homosexuality and embracing that and indulging in that, you know, it's just, it would be, I would be a hypocrite if I'm going ahead and celebrate that, you know, so I wouldn't, couldn't do it. Okay. Um, all right. So now Mike's up to date. <laughs> pretty much it. <laughs> pretty much a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Can't do it, man. Can't do it. Now, so let I said we were going to do this in different order, but let's shift this a little bit now. So last week after our discussion, um, I think, I think out of the four of us that were talking last week, um, one was drifting towards like, yeah, I probably would go. One was really definite. One was like, kind of like, I think I'm out on that. Like they were still working through it. Um, But the one that was definitely out, right. Then had a discussion with their wife. (laughs) 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 And the wife was like, wait a minute, hold on. Like you just kind of spoke for us and and said we weren't going. I'm going, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) It was like a whole thing, right? Did, uh, did, do you think, do you think that'll change? How about for you? Like what, what, have you talked to your wife about this at all? What do you, yeah. yeah what does she think? Yeah. Um, well, 
I mean, child-wise, I, I don't think I've ever, like, we've ever spoken right. for that subject, but for, like, her family members we've had, like, you know, like, because I, I explained last week yeah. how she has a cousin, and so, yeah. um, it's funny, because it has, pro, it has changed in a, in a little bit. At first, she's like, I would, like, I, you know, it's something that, you know, that's my family and stuff like that, and it's kind of moved towards now where, where I'm at right now, right. Um, which is, like, probably not gonna happen okay. um or most likely it's not gonna happen but she's still like even today we were, sp- we were speaking i was we were talking about it a little bit and she was just like oh it's so and she was just telling me it's just so tough like i don't know i don't know it's just so tough and i'm like yeah i mean it's 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 not easy when you when you have like especially when you have like a relationship especially with someone or friendship or whatever it is right um but um I told her, be prepared because that moment's going to happen. Like your cousin's going to invite us to his wedding. Oh, I thought you were saying I can force you know that. 18 years, 20 years. Oh, yeah. okay. No, no. Yeah. So, so I said, you know, just be prepared for that when that moment comes. And, you know, um, it's not going to be a comfortable discussion. But you know. so, you, so you sense it's, it coming quickly? Uh, I, don't, I don't see. I mean, probably yeah most likely yeah probably quickly i mean i, I can't tell because i don't know exactly what she say to that i mean what she what what is she feeling about the pressure of the family pressure yeah her she has that expression like like you know that's like oh man this is gonna be tough like i don't know like it's a very like an i don't know ish like but it's but she she gets it because we we've kind of discussed this I mean, this has been a conversation that's been happening a long right. a long long because Especially talking about with, with with her cousin, like they've been in a relationship for a few years, mm-hmm. so it would always pop up here and there. But then I was like, you know, it's been a while since they've been together, and they're living together, and this guy has kids from a wife, and so that's from an ex wife. So they're like having this little family in a sense because he has they have their kids, his kids, and they kind of do family functions, and mm. and we've met the kids because when we go and you know we see them and stuff like that, and so I'm like, it's probably gonna happen, you know, you may soon, so. Um, we know that there's a discussion that's gonna take place. I don't know if she's gonna have that discussion. Probably it'll be with me and him. But yeah. Um, what about you? Do you have any talks with the wifey about like? Uh, yeah, it's like I said. Like we'll go, we'll go. Right. It's not like oh maybe or we'll definitely be there. You know? Do you think like talking about this has galvanized it more for you? That some like. Like thinking this through has galvanized. Yeah, because I mean, we're we're talking about it, and we're like, you know, we both have kind of the same, you know, thought process behind it, which is, you know, everybody sins in a way or or, or another, right? And um, it's if, if even if if it's not like our kids, you know what I mean? If it's somebody that's close to us, we will probably go as well, because you know, at any point, you know, everybody everybody's invited in our house. Doesn't matter, you know. Everybody's welcome. So I don't see the functionality behind. I'm not gonna go to your wedding, but hey, let's get together for dinner at home, which is more private and more intimate. You know what I mean? So it's, it will be like Mike said in his case, it will be hypocritical. It will be hypocritical for me not to go to this ceremony, which they're just celebrating their love for each other, and then be like, hey, but come over home, which they will always be welcome. Right. Mike, that's one of the things that came up last week, too, was that we recognize that um, with the potential for there to be um, same-sex marriage, that for all intents and purposes, you got somebody who's uniting their life to somebody else, right? And so if it's your child and they're uniting their life to somebody else, um, the follow-through with that was like, hey, are they going to be welcome in your home? 
right? And if not, if they've united their life to someone else and they're not welcome in your home, you're, then you are really saying this relationship is over, right? I, I guess you don't have to say that it's over. It's just that you're just not accepting that lifestyle. Right. But I'm saying uh, there's going to be no real fellowship of any sort. There's going to be no real relational connection because they're not going to come. Well, I, but you're not going to go to their home. They're not going to come to your home. You know what I'm saying? If, if, if that's your the stand. Will there be a dinner? Well, there's some, there's some um, homosexuals that have parents that are very conservative and they're okay with their child coming, but they're not accepting their partner. So I'm not sure. I'm not saying, oh, okay, I'm not saying so that's what I would do, right. but I'm saying that, that that can happen, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what do you think? No, well, I was going to say, I mean, I, I think when you get to the relationship aspect point, like when there's a marriage, it, it, it becomes dicey, right? But I think there is a definitely separation between someone who's homosexual, let's say they're not married or whatever, and just going to a wedding, right? Because the difference is that you go to a wedding to celebrate, support, um, um, and witness the union between two individuals. But Which is find, not on the ground. But if I find, but if I invite my homosexual friend over, where uh, he's not coming over and eat dinner and, and eat dinner with me to celebrate anything. We like pizza and we enjoy each other's company. So it's like, I think there's a vast distinction between going to the two things. Now, when they become married, I, I would yeah. say that, that that's, that's where it becomes a little dicey. And I'm not sure I'm with him in that where it's like, I don't know. Right. Like it, it becomes a tough, it becomes a tough thing. So basically what you're saying is that, you know, they can be together around you, just not celebrate what they're doing. So, like, let's say you have your wedding, you wouldn't invite your homosexual friends because you would probably bring his homosexual partner. Well, I can, I can invite him, right? And I, that's not to say like don't come, don't bring him, don't bring that person with you because you guys are you, together. Oh, you would invite him ex parte. No, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying, there is no, there's no like saying, well, there's a plus one, but make sure that, that you're not bringing your husband. Like, uh, no, I mean, I, I can't say because I can't say that not not to bring anybody now. They don't have to th th agree with my view on, on homosexuality. And so, yeah. so if they say, well, because you don't agree with my view, I can't go, then that's fine. I mean, yeah. or, or I won't or I won't bring who, whoever, whoever or or can they come? It's, it's fine if whoever they want to bring. Right. Because that's the plus one. Like, that's they fair. And so I'm, a f I'm OK with that. No, that's fair. Okay. I think I, I, I just I'm, think I'm still like okay, the I see like so when you look at it from a relational point of view. Right. So this is what happens. Uh, let's say, for example, the case that Mike said, where they accept the child mm -hmm. into the house, but not the other person, right? Mm -hmm. So now they invite him for Christmas. Now this person is divided between his family that he loves and the person that he loves. So now he'll have to go spend some time over here. And when he has to leave, they're going to be upset. You know what I mean? And then the other person is probably like, ah, okay, so we can't spend the whole holiday together because now you got to split yourself. And you're putting this person in between, right? Now, here's what usually happens. The partner is the one that's choosing the path of least resistance. They're not putting ultimatums. They're not saying you can't bring anybody along. So the more that you do that, the more that that person is going to lean towards a person that's not putting any type of restrictions on, love, on, on, on where they need to be. Mm -hmm. You're doing that. You're creating that separation. You're, you know, you're the one that's saying I'm not accepting it. The other person is trying to sacrifice and let them go to continue that relationship. And the more that they do that, the more that this person is just going to get closer to this person and not towards your beliefs, in my opinion. No, I think there's an, I think there's an emotional reality to what you're saying. I think that if someone's joined their life to somebody else, whether or not we agree upon that or not, they have, right? And that exists in our culture now. Um, 
And then we're saying, we're not going to recognize that in any way. Meaning that's not welcome in our homes, not welcome to the dinner table. It's not welcome at a family function, all that kind of stuff. Then we're really saying, I want a relationship with you. And I'm going to ignore the fact that you are now connected to another person. And by doing that, I'm, I'm it's kind of like I'm forcing you to only deal with me in your old life, right? Before you were united to another person. And I think that that pushes the individual that you're related to, to a place where they have to go, okay, um, I have to not be me, right? Whether we agree with it or not, to, in order to be with this family member. And I think there's an emotional like soup there that seems, I don't know. It just seems like, I think the outcome on most of that's going to be that the person who's in the relationship either reduces their relationship to their family or their father or mother in this case to such a small level that it'll feel like that relationship's gone. I think, I think the, is that so bad? I think the respectable thing (laughs) for Mike's view is that if, if you're taking a hard line stance on it, if you're, if you're saying, well, I relate what Jesus is saying about the issue of separation, right? To the sin and not the faith, the sin, then yeah, that makes sense. You would say, okay, well, I believe that Jesus came to separate us based upon the sin, right? Um, I'm not sure that's what he came to do, but I think that if that's the hardline stance, then that's that's the the natural outcome. I just think you you accept it up front. You say, no, my faith comes first, and you know, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. It's, it yeah. hurts, but it's real. Yeah, and very rarely the 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 person in that position leans towards. I'm going to stay away from this relationship and I'm going to go closer to my family, parents. It's never, it's hardly ever the case because usually the other person is not putting restrictions. It's not saying, you know, Hey, it's either me. They're not giving you an ultimatum. Yeah. I mean, they, they've chosen their life, you know, so you, you can't, there's no way that we're going to always support everything our child does. If our child decides to be a drug addict, I'm not going to be like, Hey, you could come and do all the drugs you want in my house. That's invited. You know, if you're going to be uh, if you want to get married to a 12 year old, that's okay. You know, I mean, that's sure that's not that's not okay within our culture and within our personal reference. But that's all sin. Right. So that we're not willing to accept and invite. So let's go down this road a little bit. You know what I mean? Well, let's talk about this for a little bit, because I think that I think that is an issue. Right. There there's a couple of places in the scripture where Jesus says things like, you know, I came to bring a sword. Right. I did not come to just bring peace. Right. And I came to divide mothers from fathers and, you know, but it feels like that we're shifting what Jesus is saying here to like, I came to bring a sword and the sword is if you're not moral, I divide from you. Correct. But that's not really what he's saying. He's saying, I came to bring a sword. If you don't put your faith in me, Mm -hmm. then you're going to feel a division from someone who does. Right. right, right, right. So what happens if the person is saying, no, I, I'm putting my faith in Christ. I'm living, I'm going to follow the teachings of Christ, right? Uh, I put my hope and trust in him as savior, but I, I believe myself to be um, in my same sex attraction to be uh, the result of sin and, uh, you know, sin, not the activity of sin, right? Not me choosing to sin. It is the result of sin, meaning that I was born this way. 
So, and they're going to live that out? Yeah, they're going to live that out. I don't think that's possible. I, th- I don't think you can be a true believer of Christ and accept that type of... I mean, if the, if the scripture says that homosexuality will, will, will not inherit the kingdom of God, that means they're not part of the kingdom. But there's a bunch of other stuff in there that they added to that. Yeah. Like fornicators, adulterers. Liars. Yeah, Liars. 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 Gossipers. It it oh, that's another yeah. scripture. No, no, no. When he says... Um, Slanders. That's another scripture. Yeah, he says, will not inherit the kingdom of God. Just another place. Oh, another he has like place. a bunch of lists. Oh, okay. He has a bunch of lists. <laughs> Well, so what do we do? We, we eliminate that, that, that scripture doesn't exist? No, I, I'm just asking, I'm saying that's one of many things that are on the list, and I find myself on that list in certain places. So do we eliminate the scripture because you can identify it with? No, You're I'm just saying that I'm not sure Paul's communicating that every liar is not going to go to the kingdom of heaven or every slander. I, I, I think it's when you embra- embrace that particular sin and you make that your God then that is your God, and that's why you don't inherit the kingdom of heaven. Is is a difference if someone's struggling with that, and they remember how we spoke that they they might accept, okay, this is sin, so I'm a I'm, and, and I want to fight it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Versus, I want to marry it, I want to embrace it, and I want to indulge it. That's two right. different things. Okay. You know, and I believe that a Christian needs to have a repented heart. Right. And then and that's what a true believer is, is someone who is repented, who is following Christ, following his word, following his ways. You know, I mean, that is what makes you a Christian. If you're not repented, if you don't um, decide to turn away from your old man and be a new man, be filled with the spirit. I mean, I think um, Frankie mentioned this a couple of weeks ago where he said it says flee immorality, flee fornication, stay away from it. They're choosing to say, no, I'm marrying it. I'm celebrating it. I'm living this life. This is my God. You understand what I'm saying? There's a difference there. You know, someone who says, I'm struggling with this. And and there are people that are like that. They they are born with it. They have this impulse. They're attracted to the same sex, but they know it's sin. But they want to put their faith first. They want to put God first. Mm -hmm. So they're choosing to... You know, like we've done in a lot of areas of our lives. We try to stop some stuff. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So I think that's that's the difference. Yeah. What, do you, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think, the, I think the first thing is that you have to identify it in the sense of like, do you, can, I, can you at least come to the forefront and say, yeah, this is a sin and I am acknowledging that it is. Um, because I think apparently, so when you look at, so, I mean, we can all agree at least. So, sir, go ahead. What's the sin? We were back to the same thing at the start. Okay, of this. What well, is the sin? Well, um, are you saying are you referencing towards like the sexual act, or what are yeah. we doing? I'm saying, are you are you back just to the sexual act? Uh, yeah. Okay, so the sure. sexual act yeah, is a sin for sure, and I mean, doesn't it always result to the sexual act? Um, because look, all, the, all the lust, I think we, we were pretty much there. Like it was the lust because regardless if you're the sexual act, regardless, if I think at that point, regardless if you're in a, mo- a monogamy for 20 years, are we saying that there was not once of a sexual f- physical, anything physical, even the thought? No, of no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, I'm saying we're back to this place where I know of no other. Help me if I'm wrong here too. I know of no other what we would call sin that's like this then. This is the soul sin that's like this. Yeah. That you're born out it's a completely outside of your control. 
What do you mean? Like, to, so you're born a homosexual. Okay. You're attracted to someone of the same sex. Uh-huh. You did not choose it. Okay. It's completely outside of your control. Like every other sin. We're born with it. We're born in sin. No, We're, no, no. I, and there, no, I don't of, think people are born murderers. No? No. no. Really? They really. are full of rage and full of anger. They're not no. born that way. No. No. Oh, they just learned that. There's people that go No through, way. You there, can't say that. If you go, that, You could do that with every sin. With people that are Mike, no, they're if, not born. You're not born adulterers. If you, if you, you're not born. You're not born. You're born broken, right? But you're not just right. like broken. Yeah, but like this is they're, different. They're attracted to sexuality. Same sexuality sex. is different, right? Sexuality is I'm born with the attraction. Okay. I nobody's born with. We're not saying the attraction is sin. I know. Okay. That's what I'm saying. So that's the only sin that's like this that I'm aware of. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm confused. We're born broken. I think we're born with a... We are born... With the... With, like like uh, being dragged towards getting, sin. No, no, or no. pulled towards I, I, sin. No, I believe something deeper than that on that. So I'm, as we're saying it, I'm like, no, you're, you're right. I believe that we're born in, inherited the broken nature of a sinner, meaning that we're born, but we're not born liars. We're not born adulterers. A little we're not, baby lies to you immediately if you tell them you're going to get them in trouble. Now, if they decide to live a life of constantly lying and lying, they could become compulsive liars, and they are liars. You or know president of the United States. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I believe we're, we're, we're born with the impulse. I mean, you're pretty much, you can say it about any, any sin. You know, we all have different weaknesses. We all, you know, there's just different areas that are more stronger than others. One may be a homosexual. One might be an adulterer. He just wants to sleep around. All day. That's what he does. You know, he's deciding to live that life and live, through, live that out. That's a decision. Same thing with homosexuality. You could decide if you want to live that life out or you want to choose Christ. Uh, no, I, 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 I think what. Well, let's just be clear, and maybe you are saying this, and I'm just not understanding. But I think when so, if a person is born heterosexual, right, mm-hmm. the decision that they're making is, um, the decision of sexual expression, right? So whether that's, uh, whether that's monogamy or whether that's, you know you know, living out multiple sexual conquests or whatever it is, that's their sexual expression. That's the decision, right? But the decision isn't who they're attracted to. That's decided. We're not saying that's the wrong part. Right. We're saying the acts and living that life. Right. So that's what I'm asking. We're back to really just the sex. Yeah, it's just the sexual. That's what makes you homosexual. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's, that's not. That, that's that's the whole point. That, yeah, right. What makes you a homosexual is the attraction. Right. Not the sex. Okay. Well, let's that's go back I'm to saying. the sin then. Okay. Yeah. So, what makes the the homosexual a sinner is living out a homosexual life. Let's put it that. Way. So, like, if they is live that together, fair enough? if they live together, that's it. They're sinning. The thing if is, they're the, sexually active, the thing is that, like that you're we're, bound. Going, we're going back to the same thing. It's the thing is that we're, but even if you live with someone, you're bound. I mean, I don't know what. What do you mean you're bound? 
if, if even if you lift someone, you're bound to perform something sexual. Oh, oh, oh! You Regardless, mean like it's gonna happen? Even it's if gonna you, happen? Yeah, I, I don't disagree. Yeah, I'm not trying like, to. Yeah. I'm not trying to set up a scenario <laughs> where. People... Well, that's what I'm saying. Because they're, they're just doing, roommates. Doing hypotheticals here, but it's like well, <laughs> because it's like then what's the in between? We're together for 20 years. We can't get married. We don't have sex. Let's just this is be a friends and yeah, like, be, be attracted friends. to each even other. Even if you live alone. You're a bouncer. <laughs> hey, Go Popeye. So we do these hypotheticals like, well, if they've been together for so long, but it's like, well, what's the in between? As long as you don't get married and as long as you don't have sex, like just be in the middle between. Like, is that even possible? And that's what I was trying to say last week. Like, I think that's my hardest, you know, my, my, my hardest problem with that is that, that we're making it about the sex. And for a lot of couples is not the sex. The sex is a result of how they feel for each other and stuff like that. It's not a sexual thing. Yeah. So, so, so but the sex is the result. I, I, What's the okay, question? Help me to understand that. If they're yeah. not having sex, how are they homosexuals? No, I'm not saying that. they're attracted to the, the person of the same sex we've gone through. Right. They're not kissing? They're nothing? No, I, I'm not saying that scenario is logical yeah, or yeah. possible. That's what I'm I'm not asking. defending that. I think that's what you just hanging out together? I think that's the, the issue. Is it's, it's a little confusing because what we're what – because I think that's what you're a little confused yes, about, right? because, yeah. I mean, yeah, I you can't what, tell me they're homosexuals if they're not sexually active. I know, but I think what Juan is trying to say is – when we reduce same-sex attraction or homosexuality, right, to just intercourse, mm-hmm. that that is such a small component of a relationship in a marriage, right? That that is that is so. I, I don't know, maybe twenty percent, five percent. Four percent. I mean, for for me, it's fifty, but whatever. Like, I'm just saying, like, Amen. hey, Amen. <laughs> you know, it's such, it's such a small component of the relationship. There's so much other stuff going on in the relationship when it comes to commitment and sacrifice and sharing and protecting and serving and living and all these kind of things, and many times raising a family and all that kind of stuff. That to reduce it just to the uh, intercourse does seem a little. Yeah. Not only that, but we have this tendency in order for us to understand things to always compare. And I think as long as we're comparing this to everything else, I don't think we're ever going to get to a point where we're at least communicating with each other and opening the lines of communication. Because right away they'll be like, well, if there's a pedophile, well, a pedophile is taking advantage of a child. You know what I mean? If If it's a murderer, you're doing something that's murdering somebody. This is two people that didn't ask to be born this way with this attraction to each other. They just, they're probably just friends. They, you know, grew closer and closer and closer. And even last, like last week and the week before where Andrew was like, oh, well, I love Juan, I love Mike, but I don't want to sleep with him. Yeah, that's different. You don't have an attraction to that person. Mm-hmm. But if it's a case where you guys are attracted. So as long as we keep com- com- trying to compare it to stuff, you're not going to get to any type of uh, of answers for it. Explain or, to me the attraction. Like just as you are to your wife. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm a... Or to a woman. <laughs> to any woman. Well, I mean, not any woman. Well, all, to well, some extent, all Well, how women. about this? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I've had relationships in the past. Because to that, me, it just sounds like well, you Well, wait a minute. What are we admitting? What are we admitting what are we, right what are we, now? <laughs> Guys, it's not oh, man. man. No. So I've had, oh. I've had relationships in the past with females, right, that we were friends. Mm-hmm. And there was no sexual attraction whatsoever. Like, I wasn't. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> she, she was, she was a uh, beastly looking. No, but um, there was no, no, no attraction. We were just literally just friends. That's it. And over the course of the years, there was and uh, uh, something grew out of there. 
You know what I mean? And we ended up dating, whatever, um, for for a couple of years. But it it didn't start out like that. She was my my best friend's sister, and we just saw each other. We hung out. We talked, and it was never that that attraction. But eventually, talking and being friends, and I would talk to her about my girlfriend, and she would talk to me about her boyfriend. And as time grew, there was like, you know, respect, admiration, whatever. And we grew closer, and we ended up dating. But I so all that to say that I've seen that happen with two people of the same sex that they didn't start out attracted to each other or anything. They were just the closeness that they had was what led to the relationship, not, you know, the, the so it wouldn't be, you wouldn't be able to compare it to like a really good friend. It's like, there's something different there. There is something different. I love, well, even though there's no like, sex, I love you guys, but it's a different, I, you can't compare. There's different levels of love. There is, you love your different kids. Types of love, yeah. yeah. You love your kids in a certain way. You love your parents in a certain way. You love your spouse in a certain way. And you can't explain how that love for your spouse grows. It grows with time. It grows with intimacy. It grows with devotion and everything. And sometimes it just grows out of nowhere. But that love is just something you can't explain. But an attraction, like Mike just said. But like, we're not like talking about Like the way you're attraction. attracted to. Yes, yeah, but hold on, hold on. What, what were you saying? Yeah, but like he just, he just said, like, the way I'm attracted to my wife. Right. I was attracted to my wife. And more than just like, oh, I just want to be your homeboy. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm feeling you. Yeah. You know, I want to get with you. Yeah. And, and of course, that entails sexual intercourse. You know what I'm right. saying? So, But not all relationships start like that. Yeah, but I'm not saying it's starting like it didn't, that. Even if it didn't, I think everybody here realizes that, uh, and I don't think any... I don't think anybody believes there's a bunch of like homosexual people out there that are asexual, that are not having sexual intercourse. I'm not trying to say that there is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But I, I am saying that it's bigger than the sex, right? There, right. That, he's, that there are these other factors to it. There's, okay. Yeah, but regardless though, right? Like, so let's say it's just 10% of the relationship is the sexual part. The sexual part has happened already. Yeah. And so it's like, do, we, do you identify and say, well, I knew that that was not like that, that sinful? Or do you not? Right, there like, repentance like, art, or there isn't. Regardless, if there's five percent, there's some sexual activity that takes place. It's bound to happen. If and you're that's what makes them homosexual. Now, whether and sexual attraction or whatever it is, but whatever relationship that you have, whether it starts off just as friends, you're bound to have sex. You're okay. bound to have something. So sexual. that's what that five percent yeah. is. What condemns them to not be forgiven to to be with Christ? Um, if it. I think if you don't repent from it, if it's something that you just take it in and you embrace it, says, yep, this is part of the relationship. And I, and I, I would say, yeah, if there's not a repentive heart of it. I mean, we're not here saying, well, how many sins do you do? I do five per day. Like, no, I, even if you do one, I mean, you've already fallen short of the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I think regardless, if you do one, two or whatever, you've already fallen short. Yeah, but that's really tricky because, you know, I, I know, I know, never mind. Oh, you're gonna say it. You know, God knows your heart, and He knows your repentance, and He knows where you are. So, what about for them? Like, what if God knows their heart that they truly wanted to serve Him, and that's just something that they couldn't overcome? Like, like I have with many sins, or you. I, I think, or anybody I think else. part of the problem for a typical heterosexual that's thinking this through, like myself, is if you came to me and said, Mike, um, if you came to me at 15, 18, whatever, and said to me, Mike. I want you to follow Christ, but um, in order to do it, you'd have to be celibate. Not happening. I, I don't think I could have done that. Oh, if you're a homosexual? No, no I was straight, heterosexual. You're saying if you were straight. If you were heterosexual and, and came to me and said, hey, 
you you can follow Christ. You're invited to the grace of Christ, but, but it'll come with a repentant heart, and celibacy is the only way. I couldn't do that. That's you. <laughs> you could do it. I'm not saying I could do it. I'm just saying that we have to communicate truth. If we all we do is try to find a way to make this okay, I think we're doing a huge disservice, and we're not doing what God has called us to do, which is be light. I know, but do you do you understand the complication of that? I do, but at the end, what are we saying here? It's unfair. Yeah, it's not fair. Is that so what you're really we saying? We've got to give you a pass. No, no, but, but I'm saying, but what is the reality? We're saying that it's unfair that us as heterosexuals, we have an outlet, but homosexuals don't. I think I think that's and we're a part of the discussion. Okay. I think it's part of the discussion. I think it's part of it's. I think from the homosexual side, think about it. If you're, if you're homosexual and you love Christ and you're going to a church and you're hearing the teaching of Christianity and the teaching is you have one option and it's celibacy or hell, then I think that's part of their reality and their discussion. I think they want to know like, wow, interesting that all the heterosexuals get to <laughs> get to interpret it this way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to see how we're going to word this. It's, it's <laughs> to me, I'm, trying to see how I'm, gonna... I'm not having issues. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. I, I, no, I, get that. I just feel like, look, and I'm not trying to compare it to all sins, but we are to, to Bueno's point, like we're we're all born with different types of struggles that we have, right? And so if we sit here and say, well, we have this outlet and the homosexuals don't, um, it almost seems unfair. I think it's fair to say that. And I don't and this is not like a like a prideful way, like what I'm what I'm gonna say. It's it's really heavy heart, but it's like, you know, life is not fair. Like it's not, it's not we're not guaranteed to be like, hey, we have this thing and you don't. Um and but at the same time, I, there are homosexuals who can, who are believers, who've put their their faith first, and they realize, like, you know what? I understand, I recognize, I identify. This is a sinful act, but I'm still gonna head to the right of head to the route of Christ. So it almost seems like we're saying, like, oh my gosh, it's almost impossible. But there are homosexuals who are believers, or they're same. They would say same sex attracted. Maybe they wouldn't use the word homosexual. But there are, but there are, there are there. So it's not like it's, oh, it's impossible that we can't do that. I'm with you. I think it's, it's a difficult situation. If they said, hey, no sex for you, it's only celibacy. I, I mean, it's, I mean, that's a, that's another hypothetical thing. But it's, it is a difficult, it is a difficult struggle. I don't, I don't disagree. I with think, that. It, I think it's easy for us as heterosexuals to stand to have this stance, and I'm gonna tell you why. Of all the many sins that each one of us has, you know, and yes, we do try to hold them back. You get to pick and choose which ones you're holding back, which ones you don't, which one you continue doing. You, you're basically telling specifically you, this one you can't do. While I continue doing these that yeah, I'm supposed to stop. But it's, no, no, it, it, it's a struggle. Now it's not a struggle to a homosexual, but there's sins that I can identify. Says, I know for a fact that these are not correct. And I know that, and, and I could still do them. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And, but I don't do, but I don't do it with a, with an intent like, well, I'm saved, but I, but I understand that now don't get me wrong. I know it's not the same struggle as, other people in their Yeah, thing. but I, I, I wonder, like, I, I don't disagree with that. And I don't disagree with the, the, and I'm just using this phrasing, I'm probably not fair, but whatever. I'm, I'm not, I, I'm not disagreeing with the conservative stance, theological stance on this. But I, I do worry that we don't think through the messaging and we haven't thought through the reality of our stance, right? Because even Paul, right, when he's writing to the church in 
Corinthians in seven, he's like, think about what he says, right? He's like, um, you guys should be celibate like me, but if you can't go get married like today, you know what I'm saying? Like right now, like find somebody to do this with in monogamy, right? Like, like that's his answer to this. So he recognizes that for the vast majority of people, there will be a sexual expression to their sexuality, right? So for us in view of this, and I believe that you're right, the conservative stance is still right. I believe that there are homosexuals or same-sex attracted people who will say, yeah, I'm gonna choose celibacy and I'm gonna choose to place my faith in Christ first and express that through celibacy. But let's admit what Paul's admitting, that that's not the vast majority of people, that most people are going to desire, be pulled to, and want to engage in relationship, that we're created to engage in relationship. And they're been, they've been born with an attraction to the same sex. I think that is a, I think to speak about it in these like black and white, you know, stances just does not do that situation justice in my mind. It's just like so challenging, you know? And I think that I, and I don't know how to answer that beyond that. I just think that that is a very challenging uh, situation. It's definitely challenging to to like roll with it and like in real life yeah. deal with it with people who are coming in like that. But I mean, just just me. <laughs> I know I don't speak for all of us, but I really feel that we always have to communicate the truth. Right. And if Paul is saying we have to flee fornication, that our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, that your body belongs to God, mm-hmm. you know, and that if he who who gets together with a harlot becomes one with a harlot, right? You know, and it shouldn't be that way. Your spirit and your body should belong to God. You know, if he const- if he's spending all this time talking about all this sexual immorality, fornication, homosexuality, all this stuff, it's important. And I don't think we should just look for a way to just be like, well, it's all right. It's okay. Right. We'll give him a pass. Well, yeah. so let's change gears a little bit and talk about that issue that's kind of come up a couple of times in what we've just talked about. So, so let's look at it through – let's – let's press into the conservative lens for just a moment and argue it from the conservative side for just a moment. Um, Because there would be some that would say, well, um, Mike's right. The scripture is pretty clear on this, that uh, God cares about personal sexuality, that he cares about sexual expression, that there's, um, there's a moral component to this. And yes, you know, from my standpoint, what I just said, yes, Mike DeLong, you're right. This is a tough situation, but back to what Frank said, life isn't fair. This is their cross to bear. This is their sacrifice to make. This is, they should be willing to make this sacrifice <clears throat> for Christ. So let's press into that for just a moment. Um, is this, do you think this is what Jesus had in mind when he's talking about uh, personal sacrifice and taking up your cross for him? I think to, when it comes to our way of thinking, especially. Okay. Like when we, for example, like for something like to say that something's, oh, this is permissible. This is okay. I should live like this. All right. That, or, um, I don't know. I'm just trying, I'm looking for examples to try to throw that in there. Uh, right. I don't know. 
Well, I mean, when you hear take up your cross, I mean, obviously, and we don't have time to go through a bunch of the biblical on this, but obviously there's, Jesus is saying that following him involves sacrifice and commitment and a death to self, right? Oh yeah. A death to self. Uh, That's probably the simple message version of it. I think that's when he is talking about the vision too, when he's talking about he who loves father. Yeah. There's some, there's a couple of different places in the gospel where he brings this up, but like, so that concept, do, do you think that applies here? Do you, do you think that's fair here? I've I, I've heard it presented a couple ways like this, where I, I've heard, cons, you know, Christians who are have a same sex attraction go, you know, I just decided this was my cross to bear, and I was gonna, I was gonna commit, you know, what I'm saying to a celibacy, and this was my death to self. Right? Is is that fair? Is that them fulfilling the death to self? Is that their cross to bear? Do you think that's what Jesus had in mind for them? Yeah. I'm sure. I that, guess it could be different for everybody. Yeah, yeah, it could be. I mean, we all have something that that we struggle with. So, I mean, whether it's our way of thinking of thinking how we can be saved or what we got to do to be saved, we can have that discussion all day long. So, what yeah. about you, Juan? Think this through for a moment. Like, we're kind of adding credence to the conservative view, and I know that you've kind of s- struggled with this. But so let's let's walk down the road for a moment. He, if 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 for a person that's born with the same sex attraction, if they um, isn't it logical? Does it fit the gospel message to say, well, there will be a sacrifice made to follow Christ. Well, there there has to be a commitment made, and no one promised it was going to be comfortable or easy. Nobody promised us fulfillment, right? In this world, this world's broken. It's sinful. Does that is that does that jive with the gospel for you? It- it doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, it's like and I'm out. <laughs> no, it 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 doesn't. Just because, again, that's one of the many sins. We we keep focusing on the one sin that they do because they are open about it, right? When when we have all these other sins that we just don't say anything about it, so we're not carrying our cross because we're not saying it. Well, okay. So let me refine it a little bit. Let me let me switch it up here. See if I can. So. I agree with you on the whole sin issue. Like, I I think this sin is unique in some ways because yeah. I think it's a, so. For me, I'm I'm more focused that the cross to bear, right? That their cross to bear or their sacrifice to make or their commitment to make is really about setting aside their same sex attraction. Meaning that I believe personally that, a, and I don't have time to unfold all this down the road, but. I just believe that the same-sex attraction is the outcome of sin, not their personal sin, correct? but the outcome of sin in the world, right? That people are born broken and sexuality has been broken and they're born into that. And so they're born with this same-sex attraction and that that has to be, I think for, in Mike's argument, that has to be placed on the altar. Right? I agree with him 100% with that. Okay. The, the, the part that I, where I stand is this. Christ says, everyone who comes with me and believes... Okay. He didn't put any fine line in between that. He said, everyone who comes to me and believes in me and puts his trust in me. I don't feel like I have, that I'm in a position to say that their belief in Christ and their faith in Christ is not valid just because they continue to do this. Right. Like, I don't I don't agree with Mike that just because they say, well, I'm going to continue this pattern, that that means that automatically that means they don't love Jesus. We're broken and we 
You know what I mean? I, I, it's a tough situation. Uh, but that's just my stance on it. I don't think that, you know, somebody that's a homosexual that says, I truly love and believe in Christ. I don't know what to do with this. I was born with this. This was the hand I was given. You know, I don't feel like I'm in a position to tell them, well, carry a cross, you know? Okay. So it's just telling them, but, 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 no, the, but, look, okay, but hypothetically, you... does it seem logical to you that, that the theological presentation? No, it doesn't. Oh, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. I mean, to me, if you believe, if you believe, that's between you and Christ and, and God. If you believe, if you deeply believe, I'm not in a position to say whether you truly deeply believe or not. And I'm not in a position to say whether theologically speaking, you're, you deserve to go to heaven because I don't deserve to go to heaven. Right. That was given to me by Christ. Right. With nothing that I did. Yeah. So what gives me the right to say, but you, because you're going to continue doing this, don't deserve to get there. No, I, I get that. I'm, but I'm more concerned about like, so everyone that Christ says will follow him will take up the cross. Everyone has to to sacrifice, right? Or And not that the sacrifice earns them, but that following him and his teaching and his way is a death to the self, right? Well, I guess, I don't know. I guess, yeah. But we're, but that, again, okay, so take me for example. Right? Okay. I may choose to carry my cross on a specific sin that is really, really like my biggest Well, I, that's the thing. I don't think it's about a sin. I think I think the carrying the cross is bigger than that, right? right? So we're kind of using these theological terms and these biblical terms very loosely, and that that worries me that we're not being very articulate okay. here. But when okay, so when let's so let's dive into this for a second. I know we have the time to get through this, but when Christ says, "Take up your cross," what do you think that means? It's definitely sacrificial, right? But is it like it, obviously it can't mean that we're gonna that we're going to sin less, right? That we're going to sin less. I mean, we... Obviously, okay, so okay, let me ask it this way. Do you think when Jesus says, take up your cross, he had in mind that he could have, that he would have substituted that phrase for, you need to be moral? Oh, that's what um, taking up your cross means? Yeah. No. Obviously not, right? No, so no. What, does, what does that mean in compare? Because we're kind of comparison, comparing it to the sin, Right. We're saying, I mean, because we're we're, taking up we're talking not doing this sin. We're talking specifically about a particular sin, but you don't. You know what I mean? You're good, but I'm but I'm saying, obviously, he's not referencing stop any sin, right? That, that that's not what take up your cross means, right? Right. What do you think? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're having questions. Well, <laughs> I, I I think when. He, Think about it. Well, I think when okay. Well, I'll tell you what I think it means. I think, I think when Jesus says you're going to take up your cross, he's remember this is Jesus talking to Jewish followers. Mm -hmm. They're rejecting. I mean, the the the, the big change that's taking place is they're rejecting works based mm -hmm. religion, right? They're Jews. All the law. They're rejecting the law. They're going to go out and start preaching that people are saved not by their morality, not by their good works. Not by their earning, but by Christ's sacrifice. So the taking up of the cross is you're going to die to yourself, which is you earning your way, and you're going to come alive in me, which is grace. Right? I mean, obviously it can't be Jesus like, take up your cross, uh, stop cussing. Right. You should stop cussing. <laughs> I am working on it, Mike. <laughs> Especially you. <laughs> 
Potty mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh mouth. But what do you think? I mean, yeah, you, I, yeah. I mean, I think it means like to take your burdens, like your burdens, your struggles, um, at, as well as like obviously it's not work based, um, and follow Christ and to. Yeah, I guess to put to put death to it. To put, yeah. Yeah, but the death has to be like take up your cross. That means you're going to die. Yeah. So you die on a cross. That's yeah. what happens yeah, yeah, on a cross. Yeah. So you die on a cross. So you're dying to self. Yeah, you're dying to self. You're, now, I guess we could do that. We could shift it. And we could say, well, the conservative argument is you're dying to your desires. Yeah. And I guess that is the, probably the more conservative argument. I'm just saying I'm just trying. Jesus obviously can't be saying you're take up your cross, stop sinning, because his whole plan is they can't stop sinning. We're not going to stop sinning on our own. We're... we're, we're Stopping sinning has been tried, right? We, That's we, why he that came. Was the law. We couldn't do it. I'm not sure if it's specifically a works thing. He's telling you to stop doing. It, it might be just a way of thinking, you know, like because um, you know they had all these traditions. The mm-hmm. Pharisees had all these traditions, and and I believe he's talking. Was was he talking? That's I'm trying to remember the context of the scripture. If he was talking to the Pharisees, you know, and saying that by these traditions you're even making them sin more. By saying something in reference to um, honor thy father and mother, but they, they're not honoring them by just giving them a portion. Something to that effect. I can't remember exactly. You just mentioned my cross. I mentioned your cross. <laughs> oh, my, you my, mentioned his cross. You just mentioned my cross. <laughs> How's mommy doing? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Oh, gosh. You know? People only know. <laughs> okay, so... I'm not sure how to get back to where we were, but I I think the only reason I bring all this up is because typically we relate, we we have been relating the conservative line of thinking on the issue of homosexuality and where it connects with theology. We have been basically saying, hey, that's basically what we're saying in the conservative approach, right? We're basically saying, hey, um, in order to follow Christ, you've got to, you've got to stop this and that's your cross to bear. You know what I'm I, I think it's more of if you are going to follow Christ, you will bear your cross. And you, will, well, I don't know if you want to use that right. scripture. I got to go look into that. Right. But um, King James, right? <laughs> you're going to have to. It, he who believes is going to start changing. You know, I believe the Holy Spirit. If your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, right, it's going to start doing some changes in you. Yeah. Your old man is going to be left behind. And you're going to reflect with the the cross, right? With what Jesus did on the cross. It's right. going to be a new man now. Right. And that's why Paul goes into so much detail, like I mentioned earlier, about fleeing from certain things. There there are efforts of ours that we're going to do naturally just by believing. We want to please our God. Right. That's what I believe what a Christian right. does. You know, you start to want to follow him. You want to do things that honor him. You know, we want to live a life that honors him. So I don't think... Living a homosexual life, getting married, is honorable right. to God. But also, it's as broken as we are, we do that to our perspective of what of what's good and bad. Everybody does that. What does that mean? So, like, to some people, certain lies are not bad. So they don't see it as a problem, so they do it. To some people, whatever sin might Yeah, be. I get what you're saying. Like, the church fills up every Sunday with people who are gossips or slanders or Correct. liars. Correct. So that's what I'm saying. But in their mind, or... you know, so that's that's what I'm saying. Everybody is has their own degree of what they consider good or bad. And that's not what the Bible says. You don't get to be the judge of, of what's good and bad or, or anything like that. It just tells we, you straight up what it is. It, tell, it tells you straight up what it is. But none of us does all those things that are supposed to be. 
Yeah, but it, but it, you're right. But that that still doesn't make it seem that we shouldn't make an effort to try. Not on a work based thing, but like I think again, like to identify certain sins that we do. Yeah, I think that if if we say like okay, so for example, if someone's gossiping, we know that people gossip. That didn't say well it's because they can't realize that they're sinning through their gossip. No, that's something that they're gonna struggle, right? I mean, yeah. I, I would say well, regardless, like even if. It's still a sin, regardless of what it is. It's but still it comes natural. natural to some people. Egg. Oh, uh, yeah, natural. <laughs> what? They well, can't they help it. Were they born with that? Oh, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it can come natural to people. People can be drawn to slander or whatever it is. Um, it doesn't change the fact, re- re- regardless if they're unconsciously about. Or maybe that's probably right. the word I should use. They should if they don't rec- recognize or realize it. Um, but I think that's like where in the community of the church or fellow believers, that's where the accountability takes in, right? Because there's things that we can do that we naturally do without, without second guessing. But I think it's as brothers and sisters that we can hold somewhat of an accountability, not to say, Hey, you're doing these things. They're not correct. Not to, not to correct them in the sense where like be doing good so you can gain your way to heaven, but just to know that like, Hey, we know what the scripture says. We know what God wants from us, not to gain, not to gain access through those works, um, be faithful children, but, but yeah, and and it's like it's it's, it's like I, I can't remember, so don't ask. But I gotta look it up. But where it says, um, for your desires will be my desires, right? I think I think naturally that's where that should be the goal, right? So for God's desires to be God's desires to be ours. So what do we do past the point of telling them it is biblically not what Christ wants from us, right? You do that, and they still to say, yeah, I understand that. I know that that's not what the Bible says, but I love Christ. I don't know how to figure this out. I still want to come to church, and I still want to be a part of fellowship. What What do you do past past telling them that? Because that's I think that's the point that I'm. I don't understand. Like, are we saying in general of sinning or general like homosexuals? I, I don't know where where you mean or anything. What? It, let's take let's take homosexuality and, and continue on that on that thing because it is different. It is a different thing than anybody, than, than just about anything else. So with that one, I am stuck in that. Past the point of telling them, which I completely agree that it is not what the Bible, you know, wants from you. I 100% agree with that. But past the point of telling them, hey, this is not what the Bible wants. The Bible or God? God. Okay. This is not what God wants. Okay? This is not what God or Christ wants, right? Uh, let me, let me, uh, okay. And we may have to edit this later because I'm about to say something. Up until this point, uh, Mike has reminded me that I haven't said anything that's like totally crazy so we're probably safe just you guys have said the crazy stuff (laughs) (laughs) so nobody's gonna think like oh mike's going too far but so we might have to edit this out i'm not sure but i this isn't i'm just asking the reality question right so let's say let's say we go okay we're you're right it's like let's say you know delong you're right people are born with this attraction they can't control it but the act of sexual intercourse with the same sex obviously nobody's disagreeing that that was in the old testament listed as a sin it's it, it rings into the new testament when paul brings it up all right and so nobody's arguing that I, I, there are people arguing that but i'm not arguing that yeah me okay. neither okay so I'm, I'm on i'm on board with that right um so let's walk through it practically just for a because i got a buddy i'm gonna present this i do actually have that i'm not making this up i have a buddy who believes this right which i think is kind of disturbing right so he's this is his plan he this is what he's done he's a minister in another church and he tells homosexual couple or homosexual people he's like look you have to choose celibacy that's the only way that's the only right answer 
And then when they ask about sexual expression, he tells them just masturbate. Which, because he knows there's no way to carry that out except for self-love, right? Which seems yeah. to be like, yeah, but, sure. but, but it does seem to me to be like, now we're just choosing the lesser of two evils, right? Like, because now you are. Oh, wait, that's bad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now you definitely have to edit it out. He said, wait. But you understand what I'm saying? Oh, God. Do you, do you understand what he's saying? Do you understand what, I mean, because that's really what he teaches that practically, yeah. right? He's literally saying like, okay, don't do this. You can't, you can't live this out. Embrace celibacy and do your thing. Do your thing. Which to me, I'm like, well, now we're just picking, like, we're, what, what are we, categorizing the sins, listing the sins, rating the Correct. sins? You know what I'm saying? Which one's worse? Like, I mean, that guy's still a sinner. And he's still actively going to be a sinner. Like, <clears throat> all the time. And, and here's the other thing. No, I can't. Do it. Far, but no, I, do yeah, it. I can't. That's too much. But you, can you know what I'm saying? It. Like, there's not a guy in the room. Are this we, room are, or any other room. Are we airing this? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that that hasn't been an issue or a recurring issue or a continuing issue. Some guys that are even in marriages, that, that's not just the, their norm. So like I give it to you. What do you do with that practically? Like if that's okay for him to be doing that? No. Do you think that's the right practical approach? Or do you I say would not go that far? Oh, you wouldn't go that. So you would just say celibacy with no sexual expression. Or I'm or they okay. have the choice of Playing the field with the opposite sex. And we've talked about that. I know you don't like that one, but... But it's not going to work. Oh, you know, that's gosh. Not but that, this is, to me, look, I'm just going to be honest. To me, and this is as far as I'll go in this, but because I know I've tried to be... But that that sounds like... This is where Christians get off the rail, right? Mm-hmm. It almost sounds like, you know, the version of... Christ, there was a version of Christianity that thought the, you know, the, the sun revolved around the earth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we did that for you years. That once, yeah. yeah, we did that for years, right? And so to ignore the idea that that's not going to work, right? Or that somehow some conversion therapy is going to work and they're going to become straight when we know that's not how sexuality works is ridiculous to me. Well, I mean, think about how many right now there are, uh, what do they call that, bisexual? There's many bisexuals. What? So you think, go- I'm not saying that's good, <laughs> but that's just to give you an idea of how many people can like both sex. No, I, I, I don't you know what I'm saying? with that. So, I think sexuality is broken in a lot of ways. So if there's a possibility for them to be attracted to the opposite sex, that's an avenue. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> and, okay. right. so, what do you think about that? We're I, mean, I definitely don't agree with the masturbation part. <laughs> well, okay, so <laughs> what, would, say what would you... Why not? Asking for a friend. What would your advice be then? To a, I mean, what would your practical advice be to a yeah, I, sexual... You know, honestly, like that's something that... I mean, you're just laying that on me, so I, I would really have to think that through. I mean, I don't know if there's a if there's even a right anything answer for that way above your pay grade you know well yeah it's just it's just (sighs) but obviously that's where that conversation is gonna go you realize yeah no yeah i mean i I mean yeah i feel you on that i mean but well let me ask you guys a question though so we 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 practice and we and we study this faith that says that we have a god that's almighty and above everything and he could take anything that's not good and turn it into something good so why is that not the case with something like this why can't that be good? 
Like why would he just make the sin that we know as a sin a good thing? No, no, no. Like the the the. I mean, we're all sinning regardless, right? But why can he make a situation like that where they are sinners and you know they love Christ and and all that, and turn that situation into something? You're probably like if they're in a relationship. Yeah, because I mean, that, well, he's I mean he's presenting the the liberal view, right? I mean, there's a whole version of of Christianity out there now. I mean, and I'm this is guys. I mean. I'm playing devil's advocate here. No, but think about this. Yeah. I, 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 I'm not far off. I, I don't want to out anybody, but there are large Christian organizations, not just denominations, but music labels that we all listen to and like, Yep. right? That we play their worship songs and we love, who have embraced this view, which is, hey, it, this is happening. People are going to enter in relationships. Let's encourage monogamy and that God can do something in this, yeah. right? I mean, so like... He that's not insane. That's pretty much I would say that's more the norm in yeah. in modern day young evangelical Christianity than not, right? But I, what would our answer be to that, right? If our answer is celibacy, if the hard line is we believe the Bible, it's caused a sin, we're not gonna waver from this, celibacy is the only answer, then what my buddy's saying really is the only it's it's the craziest thing but it's the only practical outflow because he's he's thought it through just like we have and then we're back in the same boat everybody's still right so you take a couple right this that decides to stay together they're together for years they go and either foster or adopt kids that nobody else wants and they're doing what we're supposed to be doing which is taking care of the orphans and stuff like that and you're talking about a homosexual couple yeah oh okay that happens all the time okay and, and what's the question? My question is, isn't that something that God is turning into something good? He's saying, no. is there... Is there no. <laughs> is there <something? laughs> Absolutely yeah. not. No. He's like, is there any God in that? Is there any good in that? Right. No, there's nothing good in that. There's no nothing? No. Oh, wow. No. Okay. They're not going out of the kingdom of heaven, bro. They're not? <laughs> They're not. Okay. Yeah. I mean, according to I mean, scripture... I just feel like it goes back to the same thing. Like, whether, whether, you, it, whether you call it monogamy or not, is this, are we talking about marriage here? Or are we just talking about there's two single people living together? Like, marriage, monogamy, well, I don't care. Well, it, I mean, it, it does go down because... I mean, we, I think we've had that argument already. Like, we can all agree that when it comes to this, the part of marriage, that's God-ordained, God's design. And so already, even if you're there married... You're already yeah. so as so no, no, as I, 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 so, so there has to be there has to be an, an in between is what I'm saying right because well, I, I well okay so we've already kind of like hit a number of things yeah. around this and so let's let's move on from that because I think we've hit this a number of times but I, I'm more interested in what you would say to your homosexual friend who wants to serve Christ celibacy. That is the only And with... I think that's... With, I mean... <laughs> I, I, I just want to be clear. I just want to be very clear. I'm not trying to be gross. Celibacy with no sexual expression. I mean, you... And ahead, by, by the sexual expression, I mean they will never have any... They will never have any intercourse. They will never have any self-climax. They will not, no masturbation. No nothing. Nothing. I wouldn't address those things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> I, I can't go down that road. I mean, obviously, it's gonna, they're going to But, I'm, yeah, I'm just, ugh. that's why I'm not a pastor. I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a pastor. What would you say? Yeah, I mean, I, the thing is, that's difficult because even if you do a sexual expression, that still requires some sort of lust. Right. 
So, so we're, we're still back to square one. But, I, but I'm saying there. So if I was, I'm the, I'm the guy. Yeah, I, come I, to you, I, I would. Frank. Yeah, I, I would honestly, and I'm only saying this because of just the only little that I'm thinking here. Um, I think that would. That's what, what. What other route will there be? I think that's the only route that there is. Or to. So the route is. I don't like, know if the route. I don't know so if the, the route is to go with. So the route is self love. To be. Huh. So the route is self love. Like literally, it's just. It's just. Experiment with the other sexual sex, gratification. See what happens. I don't agree with that. I don't know if that. I don't know if that's. I don't think you, that's the answer there. But but do you think that's it? When you say self love, what are we? Self gratification. Masturbation. Masturbation. Yeah. No, I don't. So you wouldn't tough. promote that. I don't think I could. So they no, would say. It's they still, would say, Frank, still, this doesn't make sense. I, I, you're self, Who and who would be able to go yeah. eighty years? That's. Hmm. Well, no, it's not. I mean, no, yeah. I mean, I mean, what do you think? So we're back to the like we're back to the sacrifice and the cross again. Yeah, pretty okay. I guess we're back to the life is not life is not easy. And, and we know your answer, so you're just yeah. Like, I wouldn't even get is is because it's not an issue to me. Okay. I don't think he would probably marry them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Uh, I just right, we're gonna wrap up for today. Right. We'll come back uh, next time, and I think next. So. Can you give us a heads up, like of what what's going to be next? I'm yeah. curious. Yeah. Okay. Like, that's fair. That's fair enough. Maybe we can get a little enough. scriptural reference. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Let's so so let's do one more meeting on and, and include some some of the Bible passages that we've kind of all talked around. Mm-hmm. So let's just do the Bible discussion. Like, what does the Bible say about these things? And talk through some of the weird things that we see from a conservative view and a, and a liberal view on this. And then I hope to set up. One where we have um, uh, uh, someone come in that is um, that's a homosexual and, yes. and talk through it with them in the in the here and now. I ain't See holding back. Goes. No, I, I I want you to be you, right? And I think th- I I got to pick somebody thick skin that's able to kind of navigate this with us. But I think it'll be good. So those cool. are the two things that I want to do. Then we'll be done with this. Cool. Then we'll move on. That like good. It's good. Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys soon. All right. Peace. You.